Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. That's good news, right? That's good news. We like Marlon Mack. We want him to be around. Would we rather have a six-round pick? I don't know. They're not out of the playoff race. It was kind of, well, if he goes, he goes, right? If he goes, it's a fair thing for him. He's going to be a free agent. He's got to create value somehow. This is going to be probably his last contract as an NFL player. He's got to earn now to support himself forever and his family. So you got to think of it that way as as a fan, right? If you're Chris Ballard, you're not thinking of it that way. You're thinking, hey, how do we get better either now or in the future? Those are the things you got to think about. This is Inside Indiana Now, Inside Indiana Sports Now. I'm Ken Sterling. We're brought to you by the great people at mybookie.ag. It's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. Let's talk uh, about the Indianapolis Colts because I... I wrote a thing earlier today about Carson Wentz. We'll get to that in a minute. And what the Colts need to do vis-a-vis Carson Wentz moving forward as they need to weigh the pros and cons, which to me, very, very easy and very, very quick about what you do with Carson Wentz, whether he gets over that 75% of snaps threshold to send a first-round pick to Philly or whether he's under it. So you only give them a second-round pick, and it looks right now at three and five. I had three and five. This could be a top fifteen pick. Could be a top ten pick. You know what I mean? So let's talk about that because there are plenty of pragmatic reasons to uh, to sit Carson Wentz. There are plenty of pragmatic reasons to play Carson Wentz. What are the reasons to play if? You burn the trust of the Eagles. You burn the trust of the other 30 general managers in the NFL. You burn Howie Roseman and then everybody else. Nobody's going to want to make a conditional deal with you if you're uh, Chris Ballard. They're just not going to because you will have broken the spirit of that agreement. That agreement crafted between the Colts and the Eagles protected the Colts in case Carson Wentz got hurt. This wasn't about whether he got here and he played poorly. If it was about that, the Colts would have gone out in the offseason and signed a competent backup quarterback. They didn't do it. They went into the preseason with Jacob Eason and with Sam Ellinger and said, Carson, it's your job, and it's still his job. There was no thought that, well, he might not play well, so let's put that codicil in this agreement, and maybe we save ourselves a first-round pick that we could invest next year in a quarterback. That wasn't the thing. It was about health. It was about injury because Carson Wentz tends to get injured. He's played 16 games twice in his career, 2015 and 2019. And then at the end of 2019, when they went to the playoffs, he played like three snaps and got injured again. So it happens with Carson Wentz. He gets injured. And that was the cover, right? That's what the Colts were trying to indemnify as they created that agreement and inserted that condition into the agreement and got the okay from the Eagles to have this kind of conditional aspect to the trade. It was about health. If he's healthy, you got a plan, right? 
or you burn the trust. You also burn the locker room because you're telling guys throughout a 17-game season, it matters what you do this week. Whether you're three and five or whether you're you're 10 and six playing week 17, playing for a playoff spot, whatever. They all matter. And you're trying to convey that to the locker room because they do matter. It matters what kind of effort you put out. Because fans are putting out, we're putting out our energy if we're watching on TV. We're putting out our cash if we're paying for tickets to go down to Lucas Oil Stadium and see the Colts. The Colts need to put forth effort to justify that investment. Always, always, always. On the other side of the coin, right, it'd be nice to have a first-round pick. If you draft 13th overall, it'd be nice to have that pick if you're the Indianapolis Colts instead of give up the, uh, the second-round pick to the Eagles and, and keep the first. You'd like that. You, you don't want to ship the first-round pick if you don't have to. So there's a pragmatic reason to behave poorly, as there often is. The ends do not justify the means. Sitting a healthy Carson Wentz so he doesn't reach the 75% threshold would be Nixonian in its execution. It would be not just bad mojo, you would be a bad person for doing that. You would reveal yourself to be a greedy guy filled with avarice and, and filled with just pragmatism instead of doing the right thing and sticking to your word. And I don't know where we got here in our society. I really don't understand how we crossed sort of this this Rubicon into where uh, greed is the only thing that matters. If it doesn't have a practical return, we're disinterested. Doing the right thing for the right thing's sake is not something that we do. And it's not something that we applaud. There will be people. As Carson Wentz goes over that 75% threshold, and I guarantee you Chris Ballard and, and Frank Reich will be true to their word because it's important to them as human beings to be that, I guarantee you that this city will go crazy anti-Ballard, anti-Reich, anti-being a reasonable human being who stands by his word and delivers for the fan base here and delivers to the Eagles the return that was guaranteed in spirit, in the spirit of the agreement with the Eagles. How we got to this point where agreed is all we understand, I have no idea. If we don't get, we don't do. What, what, kind of a, what kind of an operation are we running? What kind of a system and a society are we running? And I wrote about that today at KentSterling.com. And I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the writing process of, of, of kind of sharing that because that's my belief. That you did just like hard work is the reward for hard work. Or you can say the reward for hard work is more hard work. The reward for doing the right thing is doing the right thing. You don't get a gold star at the end of the day because you did the right thing. Chris Ballard isn't going to get a gold star because they convey a first-round draft pick to the Eagles because they stand by their word. They're not, they're, you know what? They're going to watch the Eagles draft with that first-round pick, and they're going to go, hmm, could have been ours. But they're going to feel good about themselves, and they're going to be able to sleep at night. Isn't sleeping at night something that we want to do? Isn't a conscience something that we want to have? Don't we want to have a soul within us that tells us a difference from right and wrong? 
and and it, that allows us to feel good when we do the right thing and we feel like crap when we don't, and that's how we learn not to do the wrong thing? Don't we want to be that kind of person? I want to be that kind of person. I don't want to be an ends justifies the means guy. I don't want to be like Richard Nixon not ending the Vietnam War because it would put into question his electability in 1972. I don't want to be that guy. I, want, I don't want to be the art of the deal, right? Nothing against Trump, but what I want to be, I want to be, you know what? I made this promise to you. I'm going to keep that promise to you. I think that's a good thing to be. And Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are going to be those guys in this. Not nego- They were those guys in the negotiation. They're going to be those guys in the execution of this deal. And I'll tell you one reason why. And look, Carson Wentz, despite the three and five, he's exactly what the Colts thought they were getting. He's thrown three picks. In 16, 17, and 18, the 17, 18, 19, okay, he threw seven, seven, and seven. Last year, it blew up to 15 in 12 games. This year, obviously, with the three, it's back down to that place where you're going to be six or seven for the season, or at least it prorates toward that, right? Yardage-wise, he's right on his career average. Yards per catch-wise, he's right on or near his average. Yards for the season, right on or at his average. This is what he does. This is who Carson Wentz is. Minus that anomalous season of 2016 where he won 11-2, and two, he's been roughly a 500 quarterback. He is, his record with Philly was 35-32-1. He's 3-5 and five here. They're going to wind up 8-9 and nine or 9-8, nine and eight, I think the Colts are. This is who he is. You made a trade for this guy this quarterback with a certain set of skills and a certain statistical kind of dynamic and in footprint, and he's living up to that. That's a good thing, right? He is what they thought he was going to be. So why would they even consider, would it dawn on them to go back on the spirit of the deal? It's not like he's played poorly. They're not thinking about sitting him. It's a, anybody who knows anything about Chris Ballard and Frank Reich knows absolutely that that is not what they would do. And it's not for the pragmatic reasons that we discussed. It's because that's not who they are. And good for them for not being that. Because we got to raise children in this society to be something other than greedy monsters who are hungry to devour and hoard anything that they can get their hands on. Being good for good's sake is a good thing. The Colts got exactly what they bargained for in Carson Wentz. He has been mostly healthy, at least healthy enough to play. And so he has played, and he's going to continue to play. And that is what good people do. And that's what good organizations do. What would it mean to you if the Colts won a championship by just being pricks about things? By being selfish, nefarious, you know, uh, rampaging beasts, right? Who just did anything they had to to win at the cost of their humanity. Would that be meaningful? If, If a championship doesn't stand for doing the right thing and winning at the same time, what the hell good is it, right? If you, like Bernie Madoff, 
steals all that money through the endless Ponzi scheme. Well, it ended, but uh, seemingly ends an endless Ponzi scheme, right? What, what did those dollars stand for? What did they count toward? Not a life well lived, right? And he came, he came eye to eye with who he is as he suffered the consequences for his actions. Sometimes there are no consequences, but there are, unless you're a complete sociopath. Unless you're a malignant narcissist, you look in the mirror and you say, this is who I am. And Chris Ballard and Frank Reich are going to be able to do that. And that people would be critical of them for their behavior that I'm anticipating, that they would be critical of sending a first-round draft pick because that was what was promised in a good-faith negotiation, I think is absolutely pitiful. I, as a fan base, we anybody who attacks Ballard and Reich for standing by this deal, anyone who does that should look at themselves in the mirror and say, my God, what have we become? What have I become? Don't be that person. Don't be a greedy bastard. Don't be Gordon Gecko. Be who you are and understand that, that victory without a soul is just empty, 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 empty. And, and Jim Irsay wouldn't stand for that either. Jim Irsay isn't going to stand idly by and let these guys flush the integrity of his organization down the toilet in, in order to you know, move up 32 spots in the draft. It's preposterous. And shame on the people who think that it's not preposterous. It's just wrong. And if you want to comment about it, comment about it. But I'm not going to spend all night trying to pull you over to the side of good and decent because that never works. That argument never works. Malcolm Brogdon's going to be back tomorrow night for the Indiana Pacers. That's a good thing. Um, last night, they absolutely laid waste to the San Antonio Spurs. They hit a gob of shots. Really, really good. Uh, Duarte hit four of six. Uh, Holiday, I think, was five of seven from deep. The Spurs played no defense whatsoever, so the Pacers were able to convert 37 assists. Unbelievable. A week from tonight, Indiana basketball. I can't wait. Purdue tonight against UIndy. You want to watch coverage of that? Absolutely do that. Right. Hey, four ninety nine, John Giel, a Philly guy here. Besides last year, Carson showed his talent. Yes, he did. Thank you very much. I appreciate any support. Subscribe, like, you know what? Ring the bell. All of that stuff. You want to donate? That's fine too. Uh, I work hard at this, you know, and, and, and I don't ask for money, but that somebody kind of ponied up, uh, I couldn't be happier about that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I know. You know what? Run the damn ball. I know. Jonathan Taylor, I know. Got to get the ball to your best player. You win in any sport by putting your best player in a position to win you the game. And the Colts didn't do that Sunday against the Titans. Hopefully they do it Thursday night against the Jets. No, 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 no. Jim Irsay's a good guy. Jim Irsay is an addict. You can be a good guy and be an addict. Don't, don't cross those swords. Unnecessary. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning. I can't wait to talk to you then. To think that Jim Irsay is somehow a bad guy completely uh, misjudges who he is. Strange guy? Mm-hmm. Yep, can be a strange guy. Is he an addict? Yes, he is. He's a recovering addict. But he does his very, very best to be a really good steward of that franchise 
and a good citizen in this town. And that should be appreciated. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.